In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 22, verses 1 through 8. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? O oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted, they trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued, in you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Our Lord Jesus puts these opening words of the Psalms onto his own dying lips as he suffers on the cross. But we should not hear these words as a cry of unbelief or of despair on the part of Jesus. It only takes reading the rest of the psalm to make that clear. Indeed, Jesus did suffer the agony of hell, which is essentially a separation from God and from his goodness. It was suffered as the just punishment, the wages due to a world of sinners. It is no wonder that Jesus would cry out in such depths of agony. At this moment, it would appear to anyone that God was not helping him. God was not coming to his rescue, and his enemies were only too happy to make it feel even more that way. He cried out to God, but God's answer was not apparent in fact, it was precisely because he called out to God, because he trusted in God, that he suffered so. It is not the first purpose of Jesus' suffering to teach us how to suffer, how to lament and cry out to God, to trust in God. But it does. And Psalms like number 22 are especially helpful because we do suffer. Never quite like Jesus, but sometimes quite severely. As if there were no help, no hope, no answers in sight. Because we do have enemies who are happy to point out that we had it coming, or that no one's really coming to help. And we aren't sinless like Jesus, so maybe we did have it coming. Maybe God does hate us, will forsake us. But here is where the psalm teaches us. Yet you are holy. You, O God, have heard and helped in the past. You are not a God far off, not a God deaf to my cry. Jesus and his psalm direct us to God's faithfulness in the past. 
They point us to the real God in whom we trust, to whom we cry, the one who rescued and delivered his people of old, who rescued and delivered his people even and especially in this very dark and gloomy hour of suffering on the cross. For if you find that you can't seem to get through dark days with a faith like that of Jesus, don't be afraid. Through your baptism, his faith and trust are yours. He's your substitute, your savior, even in this. He forgives this sin too. We do well, especially during Lent, to put the words of Jesus on our lips, especially the words of the Psalms. He suffered and died so that his words, his cries, his faith and trust might all be yours. And that words like these may be ours forever. Satan, I defy thee. Death, I now decry thee. Fear, I bid thee cease. World, thou shalt not harm me, nor thy threats alarm me, while I sing of peace. God's great power guards every hour. Earth and all the depths adore him, silent bow before him. Hence all earthly treasure. Jesus is my pleasure. Jesus is my choice. Hence all empty glory, not to me thy story told with tempting voice. Pain or loss or shame or cross shall not from my Savior move me, since he deigns to love me. Amen. <laughs>